You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Her Money is brought to you by Fidelity Investments. We're committed to sparking important conversations about money and inspiring you to always be in the financial front seat. Learn more at fidelity.com slash front seat. Her Money comes to you through PRX. Hey, it's Jean Chatsky. We are right in the middle of a week of Her Money mailbags. Our mailbag was overflowing. It bothers Kelly like you would not nuts. believe. Drives me nuts. We want to make sure that we are answering as many of your questions as possible. And so we just decided this week we were going to roll out a special episode every single day of your questions. And here we go. Starting with Grace. Did the new tax reform remove the backdoor IRA? I saw online that Roth conversions will no longer be reversed to a traditional IRA, but I am not sure if you can still make a traditional IRA and convert it into a Roth. You can still convert a traditional IRA into a Roth. What you can't do is undo that conversion in the same year in which you converted. I just said converted enough times that people are going to think <laughs> we're talking about religion. It's a strategy that financial planners sometimes use, accountants sometimes use, based on the movements of the market to get you the best deal on your taxes. But the answer is plain and simple. Yes, you can still convert. You just might not be able to reverse it. Thank you, Grace. Now one from Evan. Hi, Jean and crew. I'm a fairly new and now obsessed listener. Thank you. Thank you. I'm in my late 20s and a little late to the game, but in the last six months, I've made some pretty big strides for me in my financial life. I've had success with budgeting and saving where I never have before. I'm still learning, but a big win was budgeting for Christmas and escaping with no additional credit card debt. Woohoo! I know. Plus, developing an emergency fund. I already contribute 10% to my work 401k with 5% matched, and I'm working diligently to pay down my reasonable credit card debt at a pace I'm comfortable with. I think we have to find Evan a wife. <laughs> or, is, I know. or is Evan a woman? Oh, I don't know. Evan may be a woman. We don't know these days. Like I, I regularly get questions from men, so it could go either way. And Evan might want a husband. Evan, Exactly. Evan might want a husband. So, Or not. Or Evan. Or, or Evan might be real. I'm really, I just made such a big, horrible leap. But I mean, <laughs> he said he was late to the game or she said she was late to the game. And I'm thinking this is, could you just be my child? Like, yeah, I know. This is a model I of know. financial. Evan, if you're on the market, I mean. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's answer Evan's question. <laughs> I'm ready to start saving for future life events, like purchasing a house, <gasps> an eventual wedding. So that means Evan might be with someone right now. Okay, cool. Okay. Currently, I'm just using my bank savings account, but I wonder if there are other ways I can invest that money so that it can start doing some work for me. Any suggestions on where to start researching? Yes, but the first thing you have to ask yourself is what's your time horizon? So if that wedding is coming up within a few years, if the down payment for a house is coming up within a few years, and I mean less than five, you don't want to put that money at the risk of the markets. If you had put it into the stock market when the stock market was at 27000 or near 27000 and then watched over the next three weeks as it dropped down to 24000 you would have been pulling out your hair. So that's not what we do with the money that we need for a relatively short period of time. Instead, 
you want to look for a really good return on savings. And there are a lot of different websites that will help you find the best savings returns in the country. Bankrate is one of them. If you just go to bankrate.com, you'll, you'll find it. Depositaccounts.com is another one. And look for the best interest rate you can find. I was actually looking just the other day and I saw a couple of accounts at 1.6%. Oh, wow. Which I know, it doesn't sound like a ton of money, but when you consider that the average savings account is still paying less than one-tenth of 1%, yep, fine. it's a big, big difference. You may also eventually think about whether you want to put some of that money in a CD where you know you're not going to lose money if you can get a greater return on it. But you want to keep it safe. Yep. My savings account is one of them. And I don't know if I'm just lazy or I've just been there for so long. But, yeah, I need to look into getting something that could give me a little more money back. Well, and you may want to do what I've done, which is I have two separate savings accounts. Yeah. And I have one in my um my home bank, mm-hmm. which is linked to my checking account, yep. and I just transfer money in and out of it as I need it. But I have a separate savings account on an internet bank that's already paying one and a half percent, and it is my longer term short-term savings, yeah. if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. So then how you have that set up, does your check come into your checking account and then you just have a piece of that go to the other bank? Automatically. Automatically. So automatically every single month, the internet bank pulls money out of my brick-and-mortar bank. Got it. And it just goes. And if I end up feeling like I've got too much in my brick-and-mortar account, I just execute an additional transfer. With Seamless and Uber, I rarely feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to move to the suburbs where we uh, don't have these things. I'm not ready yet. I know, I know. <laughs> Next one from KD. I recently started a new job and then discovered the 401k match isn't mine until after five years with them. Is this typical in the current market? Everyone talks about the employer match and contributing up to that point. But I know as a member of the Gen X generation, it's not always reasonable to stay in one place that long, although I have in the past. I'm just trying to decide how much I should plan on that money or if I need to save more on my own to make up for the shortage. So I want you to look at the employer match again. It's not atypical for there to be a vesting schedule, for it to take a little while for the money to become yours. I would be surprised if it didn't vest over time if if you didn't become the owner of some of those funds each and every year. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to save a full 15% and you're not getting it in your 401k and you have the ability to save more, then save more. And, and you know my rule on this. My rule is that we save more when we can save more because eventually life's going to come around and throw us a curve or a baby and we're not going to be able to save more in that particular year. So mm-hmm. you do what you can when you can so that you give yourself a little more freedom on the other side. Let us know how it goes, Katie. Now one from Amy. My son is graduating from high school this year and wants to go to flight school instead of college. I support this idea. However, he's not able to get FAFSA or grants and scholarships if he does this. Flight school will cost seventy to $90,000, so he or we will have to take out a loan. Do you think going through the flight school financial loan or a personal loan is the better option, or is there anything else we should look for? I mean, I've got to say my immediate thought on this is the military. Mm. 
um, which I know is not for everyone. And, yeah. and a huge thank you to everyone who is serving or who has served. But if I were looking to get flight training, I think that's where I would look. Um, because it's a way to get what you need and not pay for it. Right. They're so supportive. They're so supportive. That said, if you're looking for low-cost capital to do this, um, a personal loan is absolutely one way to go. A home equity loan might actually be a cheaper way to go about it. And interest rates on on home equity loans tend to be just a little higher than mortgage rates. So there are the high fours, low fives right now are mortgage rates. You could look at doing, if you own your house and you have a considerable amount of equity in it, you could look at doing a cash out refi where you refinance your mortgage and pull a chunk of cash out and then you get your entire mortgage at the lower rate than a home equity loan or line of credit. You could do a home equity line of credit, which gives you a checkbook essentially where you only pay interest on the amount that you have withdrawn. Um, and I would suggest making sure that your son has some skin in the game as well. And, and that can mean that he works part time while he's in flight school, that he is, that you're asking him to assume some of the financial burden for paying for this. Well, between a flight school financial loan, which I have no idea what the interest rates run on those, versus personal loan, is that kind of a way to gauge is to look at the interest rates? Yeah, absolutely, for all of these. So you should compare the flight school loan to the personal loan to the home equity loan and line of credit. And and by the way, look, I I don't take a home equity loan or a cash-out refi lightly. If you're on a timetable where you're trying to pay off a mortgage before you retire, for example, um, this is probably not a road that you want to go down. However, if you are setting this up in such a way that you have a little bit of additional wiggle room and you can do it this way without feeling like you're putting your home on the line, it just may be something to consider because you asked for other options. Great. Good luck. And I think that is all the time we have for today. All right. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with another Her Money Mailbag. (laughs) 